0: There's another squad attacking.
1: Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today?
0: Doing really well, Shay. This is an exciting week for us. Uh, We're doing a little bit of traveling, so we're recording this episode way earlier than we normally do. But uh yeah, excited to be here as always.
1: I mean, way earlier. This is a day earlier. This it is
0: feels a... way earlier. This is throwing <laughs> my whole
1: schedule off. If we uh if we miss any news that uh comes out on Monday, essentially, that that's why we're recording this uh a day earlier than we normally do. But yeah, we got a fun one and I'm excited to travel down to california as well so it'll be a good time but we got news today we got uh, some stuff more apex mobile talk of course and we're going to get through a good amount of questions we got a lot of five stars and we're going to dive into the discord mailbag and catch up on some questions over there which is going to be quite exciting and if you want a question answered on the show ask it in that discord channel meant for questions or leave it in the form of a five-star review on apple podcast to guarantee it makes it on the show
0: if you want to support the show Uh, check us out on Patreon. We are doing some really cool stuff over there. We just hit a major goal for ourselves and are working on the reward. Um, Essentially, once uh, Shay gets his new place, we're going to be doing uh, Mm -hmm. little showcases of our behind-the-scenes, our studios, our gaming areas, our workstations, where we record, uh, something that we haven't done for a long, long time, uh, coming up on a year. So that will be a little bit of a behind-the-scenes benefit for our Patreon supporters, and we are really excited about it.
1: I just hope I get to show the patrons a place where I don't have to step over my bed to get to my desk, because that's been my life for about two and a half years at this point. So. A shake mm-hmm. and dream. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hope somewhere along the way. But yeah, appreciate any support over there on Patreon. With that, though, let's dive into the news. First piece of news More Apex Legends Mobile news is coming out. Pre-registration is officially open. Over 7.5 million players have already registered. I'm telling you. And that piece of news came out like a day after the pre-registration opened. So I'm sure it's above 10 at least at this point in time. Um, But here's some of the interesting news. And let's talk about this. But it has been confirmed that there will be mobile-only maps and mobile-first legends in apex legends mobile it was also confirmed in patch notes that these new legends will have new stories to tell um it's really interesting on top of that they kind of went on to say there's going to be unique innovations coming to apex mobile first before anything else including modes progressions live events as well like tons of stuff we express some apex mobile concerns and not maybe concerns is an interesting word it's a tough line that we were kind of trying to walk in our explanation but we expressed some worries of what it will mean for the community of the main game how does this build upon that for you because this might be even bigger than anything we talked about last saturday
0: yeah i i agree with that as crazy as that sounds i agree with that um to kind of take at it to take it apart piece by piece um mobile only maps. That's crazy to me. We already have four maps, different iterations of them. Mm -hmm. Two of those earlier iterations are already in mobile. So, you know, if there's way more maps on mobile than there is in rotation on the main game, that's pretty strange Mm -hmm. to me. Um, I kind of don't know why that is. Um, I'm
1: wondering if it's going to be like mobile optimized maps you know like yeah. there's limited movement so maybe the maps will be smaller or yeah. you know maybe there will be like different kind of, like, they'll they'll make the game built for mobile essentially and have maps specifically for that which is interesting because there's the difference between what we're talking about here with mobile only mobile only makes it sound like that will never come into the regular game and so the reason is that it's going to make sense for mobile but then getting mobile first legends mobile first That leads to the fact that they will be coming to the main game after the fact.
0: It's weird. It's weird because (laughs) I have two thoughts on it. Number one, does that mean when the game is at full launch mobile, Mm -hmm. are we getting all the legends that we currently have? Or are Mm -hmm. we going to release them periodically? Mm. And so then if there's mobile first legends, are they going to come before? Rampart makes it into the game or after and if it's after it could take well over a year to Mm -hmm. pour in all the additional legends that haven't been uh, identified as on the roster for Apex Legends Mobile. So it's either it's crazy for three reasons the first one being we're going to be testing and innovating uh, character lore and abilities in mobile before the main game blows my mind Mm -hmm. number two it really calls into question will we see the entire cast of legends soon or not and then the order of release of those legends is really strange not to mention by saying mobile first it's kind of like what you talked about optimizing maps for mobile and Mm -hmm. not the full-scale game does that mean we're gonna see Somehow legend abilities that are more accustomed to be used on a touchscreen than on a controller or a mouse and keyboard oh so it's you're really interpreting strange.
1: mobile first as like built for mobile before anything else, yeah essentially, yeah, okay, interesting
0: not just like early early release on mobile,
1: yeah, yeah it
0: could be a variety of things it it's could it could be anything. either way yeah
1: yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. And the fact that there's going to be quote unquote, new stories to tell, like they're going to be exploring different lore within this universe in mobile. That's going to be fascinating as heck to follow and see. I mean, I'm, f- I'm beyond excited to see what the cadence of this game will be in terms of how they kind of like you said release maybe the existing legends if they are planning to bring in all the existing legends into the game is it like yeah. if you have a new legend each season does that mean we're getting two to three legends each season because you're going to get it at the split and then get like a special event or something as well as you try and kind of catch up
0: at a point i don't know they could go a lot of ways this news is definitely the biggest news I think we've received about the mobile game um, mm-hmm. because it just highlights how important the game is. Um, yeah. We know the gaming merchant is a, an EA game changer. He has you know some insider information, and he spun up a whole new channel for Apex mm-hmm. Legends Mobile, definitely pushing out content. This news definitely supports a bold action like that yeah. because if you want to know who the next legend is, Mobile is going to see it first.
1: Yeah. They're mm-hmm. going to
0: see LTMs first. They're going to see lore first, maybe mm-hmm. exclusively. So, mm-hmm. as crazy as it sounds, it sounds like mobile is a top priority. And if you are a content creator or a diehard fan of the game, you have to play.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's not it's- an optional thing. <laughs> It's going to be crazy man. Like we talked about it on Saturday but the frustrations that content creators might express over seeing, you know, if a legend comes into the game that's really exciting and cool and solves a problem that, you know, pros maybe feel like they're facing and that's in mobile for months at a time before we see it in the game. Oh my goodness it's just gonna be endless like frustration i mean we were joking because i sent you a twitter post of somebody uh, essentially saying exactly what we were talking about after the podcast of like a content creator being frustrated about how cool apex mobile looked already and i'm like the game's not even out in the u.s yet and people are frustrated like yeah. Most of the pros haven't even given mobile a second thought. I imagine they just like they see stuff come across their Twitter feed, and they're probably just like, oh, "I don't got time for that." I'll maybe take a look at it when it actually is playable for me. So I, I'm worried. I'm just nervous. Very, I, it's gonna be. Like, we're gonna have so much sad news to talk about. <laughs>
0: but then also, like, there's definitely the the scared edge of this, but there's also the super positive edge that this is not gonna be. Just a throwaway mobile game. This yeah, is going to be totally. within the Apex Legends universe. It's going to have a unique value add for almost every single component of the game. Like mm-hmm. the guns are going to be balanced differently. The legends are going to be balanced differently. Mm-hmm. We're going to have different maps, different legends, different lore. That's still all in the new, same universe. So if you want to create content in mm-hmm. Apex, boom, this is like ground floor. You have a lot of original content to pull from
1: yeah definitely that's a really good point i mean there's a lot of mobile only content creators out there and so this is definitely going to be an opportunity for us to get some new names and faces in the you know apex content creator world i definitely like that but yeah i mean we'll see this is going to apply pressure to the developers in some way shape or form on the regular game might be some sink or swim time we'll see next piece of news though recolor events continue make sure you just grab them while you can Wanna shout it out because uh, you know, when recolors come and go and you miss them and you realize that they're the ones you could have gotten for free. We say legend tokens are free because of how long we've been playing the game, but we understand that's not for everyone. But if you miss them, it's always a little bummer. So definitely make sure you go check it out as they continue to rotate in. Next piece of news though. ALGS Pro Play has resumed with a statement about Russia and Belarus players' eligibilities coming from EA. I thought we would read this on the show. Uh, here's the statement. We continue to be shocked at the conflict that is unfolding in Ukraine and join so many voices around the world in calling for peace and an end to the invasion. We stand in solid solidarity with the people of Ukraine. We have made the decision to remove Russia and Belarus as eligible countries in our esports programs, effective immediately. Players and teams in Russia and Belarus are unable, ineligible to participate in the Apex Legends Global Series and the EA Sports FIFA 2022 Global Series from Electronic Arts. So obviously, you know, we've talked a little bit about what is happening uh, right now in the world and expressed some of our concerns and voices on previous episodes, but um, it's always, I, I, I won't speak for you, but I will say it's always nice to see, you know, a company that we've spent so much time, like, supporting with our own free time and money and Kind of stand up for things that you know we think are worth it, and not just kind of try and make more money. It's you know too bad for maybe some of the players over there. You know it, it's not a hundred percent everyone kind of behind being backed up. What's going on on both sides in Russia, uh, as far as we know, and so uh, definitely too bad for some of the content creators over there. And hopefully this all comes to an end here uh, soon. We can get things moving along.
0: Yeah, I I agree, and I I echo your words, Shay. I think that this is really sad. You know, this is probably the right move from EA. In all honesty, um, but it's a painful decision. You know, yeah. these are individuals whose their livelihood depends on competitive gaming, and that's taken away. You know, are they to blame for the geopolitical crisis? Probably not. Nope. But there are consequences to war, and war is not okay. So, a mm-hmm. hard line uh, to a, just an unjust invasion is probably going to be the best move. Mm-hmm. um for ea as a corporation but yeah. no matter how you look at it it's a sad situation
1: yeah it is, it's losers losers yeah. all around for sure uh definitely but in general go tune into algs stuff it's going on all the time early splits so it's not we're not going to be like diving into the pick rate and stuff of things right now this is when some of the pro teams will still like experiment with new things as well uh but Really fun to watch. Pro play, resume. There's been some crazy plays, been some mad frustration about audio and Valkyries on social media that I'm sure we'll end up talking about uh, when the finals come and go. But uh, yeah, we'll tune into that later. Next piece of news, though, we got Maggie's Last Words Twitter post that was released recently. Another one of these like Apex lore things that we get exclusively on Twitter, just of an image, artistically fan drawn, and then audio behind from the voice actor. And in this one, Maggie is writing a letter to Fuse. She says a couple things that are really interesting. She cites the syndicates got me in a cage. Maggie kind of defines and talks about what she thinks freedom is and that kind of comes to this understanding that her and Fuse have different definitions of what freedom is at this point. And th- that recognition is a, pretty big step in her character from what you know their relationship used to be uh, and she really states a lot of care and it's obvious that she does care a ton about Fuse still and is really quite emotional writing the letter and props to the voice actress for you know kind of pulling this off all with just her voice. Um, but yeah, it's quite sad and it seems to end with her accepting that she's going to be used as an example and be killed in the Apex games to kind of make a statement in the Outlands. It's I don't know, how do you feel? I know we've kind of had some discussions about Mad Maggie's lore. This do anything for you? Push things further at all?
0: You're asking me if I'm sympathetic?
1: Yeah, are you sympathetic to the terrorist? I'm not sympathetic.
0: Mm -hmm. She wants to be a martyr. I get it. I understand her cause. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's made good choices. And it's important to remember that she said she was going to kill every single legend in the game. Unless they killed Fuse. Mm -hmm. So I don't think anybody should be, you know, outstretching an olive branch to Maggie. Mm -hmm. She's a lunatic. And it it all comes back to current events. Like, Mm -hmm. peace is the way. And Maggie (laughs) chose the wrong way.
1: I'm
0: really excited, though, to continue uh, our current lore story. And kind of unravel what's going on with the syndicate. Because... The focus on Maggie right now and them trying to tell the story that, you know, she was wrongfully accused or she was pinned uh, for this crime of she's destroying. a freedom
1: fighter. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. They're trying to weirdly make Maggie a pseudo hero.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There has to be stuff that we don't know yet about yeah. the Syndicate and totally. Salvo and what the truth is because, mm-hmm. from our perspective, the facts still remain that she is a terrorist going mm-hmm. about things the wrong way mm-hmm. we've uncovered a couple things about like the syndicate taking food from salvo mm-hmm. but that's kind of it and so yeah. i think there's going to be a lot bigger stuff that's going to shed a lot of light on maggie and the syndicate and i cannot wait uh, to really unify the legends against a common enemy
1: yeah, I mean, it's a it's a really good story. It's a really good storytelling. And uh, we were kind of nervous and slightly concerned and maybe frustrated is the right word with Maggie's kind of storyline coming in. But how they've roped it into the Syndicate, I, I care now. I want to know what's going on. I and mean, that's a big deal with the Legends lore because we've had Legends come into the game where you don't really care about their lore and there's not signs of things to come in the future. And the Syndicate... Like here yeah like seer unfortunately yeah like seer rampart like the the legends though that come into the game and make an impact on the lore and expand on the syndicate thing is so exciting because that's kind of the thread we've been laying the foundation of and mm-hmm. following since the very beginning of the game since you're in the titanfall universe like this is a long-term thread that we're we're pulling at a little bit more and it feels like like you said more information to come soon and i think it seems like Things are going to get revealed here eventually. We'll see. Okay, last piece of news. No Coco. My, oh my, did something ridiculous. He uploaded an edit from his recent stream of his 4K damage with every legend in a single stream. In one stream, he sat down and got a 4K with every legend. Absolute must watch. What were some of your just reactions and key takeaways to seeing that besides mayhem? Like, that's pandemonium.
0: <laughs> yeah, so the reason I think we want to talk about it on the show is, to us, it's pretty big Apex news. But it's also a video that's long form. This is a, an hour-long video. So mm-hmm. if you like our podcast, you might be willing to, to watch the entire thing. And I would really recommend that you do um, because it's incredible. Um, we'll try to put the link in the description. Mm-hmm. But some of my personal takeaways were there wasn't any major excuses. You know, it wasn't oh he he just played on duos or
1: trios yeah, yeah.
0: or he got it all on these maps. No, like
1: he did everything. He
0: showed a diversity not only in the legends but in everything. So there wasn't any uh, luck involved. Is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. But the patterns that I could identify are, number one, he finished every single kill um, to get the extra 100 damage uh, after the knockdown. But he took that to an extreme, and he died occasionally because of it. Um, Like, if there was two enemies, he knocked one, and the other one is covering that. He shot the knocked enemy, not the enemy standing up. Like it was you have to get every last bit of damage out of a fight. That was one. Two, weapon choice was in some ways a no-brainer, but mm-hmm. in one way kind of interesting. Um, almost never got a 4K with a R99 or a shotgun mm-hmm. or anything. None of these super close range weapons. It was ninety percent R three oh one. And then a little bit of rampage and almost always a prowler as the SMG of choice, Mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting. And then occasionally he would use a hemlock and he talked about it on a stream and in the video. Like I want to stay back and do some poke damage, but it never really worked uh, with the hemlock. And Mm -hmm. based off the, the VOD, it was all burst. And, you know, we, we think. Single fire is really the best way, especially at poke. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but the Prowler is the thing that I want to call attention to because obviously the R three hundred one Rampage, amazing. Um, But the Prowler uh, Mm -hmm. was one that really shocked me, and his use of it with many of the legends was lead with the Prowler, get two or three bursts on an enemy, and then swap. To the R301 to secure the knock. And in some ways, that's kind of backwards, but it's a very Mm -hmm. close quarters uh take on it. And I'm starting to to try to use the prowler more because it seems like decent weapon with hip fire, powerful, but the magazine size is huge. So Mm -hmm. when you need to be one clipping or taking on multiple enemies and making sure that you're getting the finish, the most consistent damage dealer could be kind of a burst weapon like the prowler close range to do that kind of chunk damage like we will hopefully talk about in a su- uh, upcoming episode
1: yeah yeah it's really cool like to me it looked like you were using that prowler as you would use a shotgun essentially yeah. but yeah. offer a little bit more versatility in terms of mag size and it, it's not like a crazy ranged weapon in its current state but obviously a little bit more ranged than a shotgun so really fascinating and just overall quite impressive I mean the R301 was the main gun it's like you gotta get that gun to come through which is I think that's how a lot of people feel like when they use yeah. the, when they pick a weapon right now so interesting to see that kind of stay true do you have a favorite legend that he hit a 4k on like a favorite game at all
0: um, Gibraltar was pretty awesome Uh, Mm -hmm. just because it was first try picked up gibraltar king's canyon trios got the 4k and then right after that back to back first try to caustic so i really liked that but um the whole video was really great and seeing all the legends and just kind of using all the abilities i think seer was a really good uh game Mm -hmm. just using uh the abilities and the tactical to the fullest
1: Yeah, I mean, go check it out. If you want to learn how to use your main a little bit in an interesting Mm -hmm. way, he definitely, you know, he uses the legends quite well. He's a very talented player. Go check it out for sure. We're going to answer some questions now, but before we do, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't
0: actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give
1: away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP and other prying eyes and that's why we use ipvanish vpn to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet ipvanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data this means that your private details passwords communications browsing history and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands even your physical location will be hidden ipvanish makes you virtually invisible online it's that simple i love being a ghost
0: you can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish.
1: IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan to our listeners with a free 30-day money-back guarantee. So that's just like getting nine months free.
0: It's super easy to use too. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand
1: rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com-apex and use promotional code APEX and claim 70% savings on your deal. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H.com apex welcome back okay we got some questions some five-star questions we got some discord questions start us off here at the first one coming from parker a five-star question hi henry and shake Keep up the good work and i have one question what are your guys' thoughts on loba's kit and do you think she is meta thanks keep up the good work
0: parker great timing uh, mm-hmm. we're going to be doing a remastering of loba's kit on saturday a little bit of a spoiler we love her kit we're pretty mm-hmm. unified on it. Um, is she the most effective tactic available in terms of legend choice? No, um,
1: but she's, but she's had, not the least effective. No, she's tactic not the
0: least effective. <laughs> um, but to ask if she's number one, I don't know. She's it's hard to crack Not that. number one, but mm-hmm. she's very, very powerful.
1: Big fan. Very powerful. Very fun. Really excited to talk about her on Saturday.
0: Next question coming from it's not Timmy. Also five stars. Hi guys, I found your podcast a few months ago around the start of Season 11 and have loved the Mastering the Legend series and all the great number breakdowns that you can't find anywhere else. Also, I have a question and was wondering if you guys could help me out. My team and I have been recently playing more ranked and we got to Diamond pretty easily this season. But for some reason, we can't seem to get past Diamond 4. Our drop location is Icarus and our team is Bloodhound, Lobo, Valk. With me being the Valk, sometimes I tell our lobo to play Gibby because I think that would fit our team better. But he says it's boring because Gibby feels slow. Oh, my gosh. And whenever <laughs> I play Gibby, my team tells me I should play Valk, so I don't know what to do. Also, usually when we die, it is because one of us doesn't communicate and makes a bad solo push, and we get third-partied. Thanks for any advice. Keep up the great podcast.
1: It's not, Timmy. me. appreciate the kind words. And, I mean, we'll... I can break down what's going on for you but it seems like you got your head wrapped around it like you've identified the two issues not communicating bad solo pushes not surviving third parties because of that bad communication and a team that does not believe in Gibby and honestly to climb through Diamond your team's got to believe in Gibby that's just kind of the state of the game especially on Olympus especially on Olympus he is absolutely vital um You can play him, but one of your teammates should probably pick up that Valk instead, instead of maybe the Loba, as much as we love her. like She's just not, like Henry said, not the most effective tactic available right now. Um, Gibby is not slow, though, but I'll let Henry expand on that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Gibby is not slow and honestly critical on Olympus. Um, Mm -hmm. You're definitely going to feel a lot less pressure from third parties, being in the open uh, with the Gibraltar, and you know, the idea of having a teammate do a, an ill informed solo push, Gibby really helps that because he mm-hmm. keeps the pace uh, of the team. You want to stay next to that bubble. Um, Shay doesn't really know this yet, but <laughs> I really like this team comp, the Blood Loba Valk. And mm-hmm. I think it could be really great for us and our play style going into Kings. Um, yeah. At least in the early ranks, I think that that could be a really good uh, group. Of mobility, you get the beacon, um, and then you have the aggression with all three of them to get a lot of KP.
1: Um, on Kings, it's a pretty solid option because there's, so. so, there's cover and buildings everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's not a I bad team comp at all. I kind of want to do it. Um, <laughs> Icarus is wonderful. I think you're definitely on the right track. Um, as you start pushing out of that rank, definitely making sure your team is staying together and playing the Gibby. You have mm-hmm. to. Um, we even sacrificed our bloodhound you know, on mm-hmm, our team to mm-hmm. get to Masters. So even though that's a pretty high price to pay, um, staying together, playing the bubble is pretty much a requirement. It,
1: it, it is, and you're going to have to practice your bubble fights because they're going to be vital for you to keep climbing the ranks. But yeah, minimizing mistakes so you can not have big KP losses is going to be a big one for you to keep on climbing. Next question, though. Coming from Torbacks, another five star. Hey guys, big fan of the pod here. A few days ago, I thought of a nerf for Gibby slash Caustic in higher level play, and I was wondering your guys' opinion on it. So here it is. Gibby and Caustic can't use Valkyrie's ult since they are too heavy. I thought it might be good since many pro teams are using Gibby and Valk, and it would definitely shift the meta if they could only use one or the other since both are useful. And even though they would probably just drop Valk for the Bloodhound, I still think it would be interesting. Torbax. i like like this is interesting like honestly really to me like it's honestly not a concept i've thought of in terms of balancing the legends like how do you mix up meta well you make it so the most effective people maybe have some cons to playing each other and it's not just stacking pros like that's fascinating because that's a thing other games do like that's a thing a lot of games will do in terms of like you can't You have limits on how many attachments. You have limits on, you know, being able to use, like in COD, you want to use two primary weapons. Well, you got to sacrifice perks in other ways, shapes, and forms. So, this idea of sacrificing outside of just losing a legend by not picking them, but actually sacrificing by combining things is interesting. And it really emphasizes teamwork and strategy as well.
0: Yeah. um, I'll start kind of with a statement on. I don't think this is possible um, Mm -hmm. to eliminate the application of an ability with a teammate based off of the legend choice of that teammate. I don't think that is possible given the foundation of how this game is made and what they want out of squads working together. But like Shay said, it is a pretty cool idea to keep the game fair. Are we in a place where... We're so frustrated with Gibraltar and Caustic and high level play that we need to to do something like this. I don't personally think so, but this definitely starts a good conversation about should we regulate or have some sort of enforcement on team compositions. Like, yeah. can can you pick one? You know, you, mm-hmm. you can't run Gibby and Caustic, for example, yeah. or you have to have uh. One mobility legend, or you can't have mm-hmm. any. You know that idea is now out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it should be followed, but it's, it's definitely something. It's something yeah. to consider because if you felt like the game was getting boring because people were ulting past each other and not engaging, you could try something like this to fix that. I don't think we're in a crisis situation. In terms mm-hmm. of team comps, but maybe in the in a few months uh, with the <laughs> next ALGS kind of picking up, we might come into something like this and this becomes more of a pressing topic.
1: I mean, key tourbacks, now you said higher level play. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the idea of what Henny was kind of alluding to of banning legends in esports competitions or like how League of legends has a ban system where it's like teams get to choose who to ban it makes so much more sense in a head-to-head versus a vr i'm not sure how something like that would happen maybe a voting system of some sorts leading up into the game it's funny like i feel like people would love it and then all of a sudden they'd be like wait i can't play the person that i've been using for the last year yeah. and a half And then you're asking pros to be talented with multiple legends because they have to have backups in play. It's interesting. There's a lot of things there. But I do think going down a path like that with pro play, if there continues to be frustration announced and it just keeps boiling, is something I think is fine to explore without impacting the, you know regular game that we all play and love and that's the thing we don't want the esports scene that is such a minority of the audience to impact how pubs for diamond player or pubs for gold players you know is played
0: it's a f- cool topic for sure mm-hmm. uh next question coming from Bupo boingo hey guys <laughs> i just recently found your show and i've been playing apex for quite a while now and am an octane main I'm getting very annoyed with the community talking about how all Octane mains are brain-dead players. I'm just curious about what your guys' thoughts on him are. Also, I'm dying to get the version of Mastering Legends on my main man. Love you guys, and keep doing what you're doing.
1: Oh, man. Boop-o-boingo. This is interesting, like, good question. Um, honestly, though, we love Octane. We've loved Octane for a very long time. Henry was one of the first to kind of hop on the pad wave for sure. Um, and when that pad got its official double jump change, I feel like we could go cite the podcast with us saying it was going to be a really big deal. Um, the whole Octanes are... Brain dead players and wraiths, you know, instantly quit or abandon their team stereotypes that exist in every single video game. I understand the frustration. You know, you never want to, you know, obviously be referred to in any way, shape, or form in a negative way. Uh, if you feel like that's happening, just play the game as a teammate. Let your teammates use the pad. Don't go padding alone. Don't go run off. I think you get this kind of stereotype and perception with this character because his abilities really easily separate himself from the team and get himself into bad situations, which you got to avoid, essentially.
0: Yeah, we're definitely not out there saying things like that, the whole mm-hmm. brain-dead players. I don't really think it's true, but if, if you look at the game from a numbers standpoint, the highest likelihood of your random is that your random third will be an octane. Mm-hmm. Is because it's because the most popular legend. So they pick first, odds are definitely in the favor that they're going to pick Octane. So the frustration with randoms and the frustration with Octanes are going to overlap pretty substantially. So I think that's one of the, the issues contributed in something like this. Um, but we love them, and we've mm-hmm. already mastered Octane. Um, I, I don't know if we'll be remastering Octane um, anytime soon. Uh, I don't know if he's pressing for for a remastering. I think it's pretty uh, up-to-date, our most recent version.
1: Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been altered drastically in how you would play him, so I think our old at mastering Octane is definitely still viable. We, We will get to everyone eventually, but the ones that have been altered more drastically will be prioritized first. Next question coming from Winning is Fun. Five star. I love the show. I was wondering what your map concept would be for a cool new one. P.S. I think it would be cool to get to go to where Maggie and Fuse lived. So Salvo. Yeah. Do you had any map concepts off the top of your head that you love?
0: Um, I think so. Where I am at with maps is I think we've been spoiled. Mm-hmm. I think <laughs> we're in a place where we, we have too many maps. Um, Storm Point was a failure. People really don't like it. I think it's a better map uh, than it gets credit for, but I don't really know what people want in terms of diversity and new maps and things like that. Um, My only idea is to give the people what they want and to create a POI on a map that will attract at least half of the lobby (laughs) off and just make the game faster and more violent. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of what people want out of the map. That's the opposite direction uh, that the level designers have gone. But we also know that we essentially have an entire new team of map designers. So Mm -hmm. the future is uh, pretty wide open. Uh, Conceptually, I would probably want some sort of Titanfall era map. I think I'd really like that environment, concrete. Phase runners, I like that style a lot, um, and I would probably go that way away from yeah. the, the nature path.
1: <laughs> Bad nature, go away. That's what I they think. Say. I think the cool blend is if you're gonna do nature, do a overgrown city, like mm-hmm. do the city that has you know. The vines and everything all over it, everywhere. And you get a little bit of both in that. But I think getting in an urban environment uh, that's a focal point it has obviously been a proven formula to making people happy. And honestly, I, I will say though, on top of that, it's not like you can just plug that in and call it good. You have to have really great supporting POIs that make it worthwhile to drop around as well. And something along those lines, you know, that's not what Storm Point is. And maybe that's what we'll get in the future.
0: And it's not what Olympus is either. So it it isn't really like, I don't view Stormpoint as a major outlier in terms of just its similarities to Olympus in many ways in terms of POI design.
1: Uh, And Um, I like jump towers. Keep those in the game. I don't, don't, I'm not the, like maybe you do both, but I like having jump towers.
0: It was worth the shot, but it was weird. I agree. It was definitely weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Next question coming from Loba Boba. Great podcast, the show host. Have a really nice personality and have great ways of analyzing weapons. Question: Do you aim for the head or the body? Does it depend on skill level?
1: Man, I mean, I think it does depend on skill level for some people. Because uh, yeah. actually, just in general, I mean, the best players they aim for the head and they hit the head and they only hit the head and they're incredible for doing so. What do you do personally, though? I say
0: it depends on the weapon. You know, yeah. like with the Kraber, you're aiming for the head. Course Um, with the wingman, you're aiming for the head. With the mastiff, you definitely don't want to be aiming for the head. Uh, Mm -hmm. Some people say you aim for the waist uh, with the mastiff, just to get the widest part um, of the character. But it definitely depends on the on the weapon. You know, you think about a hemlock or a prowler. You want to aim at torso, lower torso, in order to get Mm -hmm. those headshots at the top of the burst. Um, But I think the Decent rule of thumb is single-fire weapons that aren't shotguns. You really do want to be looking at the head. Uh, So snipers, marksmen, wingman. Mm -hmm. You do want to aim for the head. It's really, really worth it. Everything else, mostly body.
1: Um, But... I mean, for, for me, it's like recoil doesn't go down on really most of the weapons so i'm an upper torso i aim for the upper torso i aim for the shoulders and that's a pretty wide part of the body and naturally i you know if you tend to i tend to miss higher than i do miss lower so hopefully some of those potential misses wind up as headshots but definitely yeah. looking at the weapons is going to be important as well good question great one let's keep it rolling a couple more
0: next question coming from Uchia nft ataki in Discord, do you think we could do more cosmetic types in the cosmetic types in the game? Why or why not?
1: do you think we could do with more cosmetic types in the game? Yeah, yeah, that's interesting I think we're at a pretty good point with cosmetics if I'm being honest with you, like, like I don't-
0: adding stickers.
1: Yeah, yeah, like adding that kind of stuff. More emotes, more uh, uh, skydive emotes, that kind of stuff. Like more things into the game. We've had the leak about doing stickers. The idea of customizing in-game things is pretty cool, I think. But I will tell you, I'm not like itching for and asking for more cosmetic things. That's not where I want the team to spend their time right now. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, and then we'll go last question here on discord coming from Zingor which legend do you think needs the biggest buff and how give me one just give me one legend you think of maybe off the top of your head because we could talk about this for a long time but we gotta get out of here
0: I think Seer needs an appropriate look at mm-hmm. um, it's a sensitive legend uh, wall hacks you'll be really frustrated wham. wah, wah. Uh, <laughs> I, Seer needs a lot of help he Maybe does. a complete rework. Um, I, I really think Seer needs attention uh, on all fronts.
1: I mean, Seer is, he is currently sitting at, I'm pulling up the pick rate. He is third from the bottom at 1.9%. He is quite low. It's too bad. Um, in terms of, for my answer though, I think Seer is a great one. I, the guy, I just want to get this one little buff because I just want him to be a little bit more viable. I just want Mirage to get the a little bit better of a res. Let's actually get some invisibility in there. Like They cranked it too far in one extreme that it was impossible to see him. Now it's like it doesn't even matter. You're as loud as can be, and you're quite apparent if someone's near you. So find a little happy medium so he can pull off maybe some sneaky reses occasionally. I think that would be quite a fun time for Mirage. For sure that's gonna wrap our show though thank you to our producer the third party 10 as well as our dropship captain luke who support us over on patreon subscribe and apple Pods. drop a follow on spotify and check us out on discord via the link in the description thanks so much for listening to the third party podcast we'll catch you next time peace hey now another squad coming in boom whole squad down hey bro i'm not
0: today. Maybe tomorrow.